Now entering Nerdist.com. It's the Nerdist Writers Panel on the Nerdist Podcast Channel. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Writers talking writing can get pretty exciting. But talk can be enlightening. It's very rarely frightening. Ben Blacker talking writing with writers. Hi, everybody. Thank you for coming. Uh, welcome to a very special Nerdist Writers panel, which is the premiere of the new web series, Husbands. Uh, the Nerdist Writers Panel is an informal chat with professionals about uh, the process and business of writing for television uh, and writing in general. Um, let's get started right away. First, my name is Ben Blacker. Uh, I'm the. You're right. <laughs> I'm the moderator of the Nerdist Writers Panel uh, and the co creator of the Thrilling Adventure Hour, a stage show in the style of old time radio. Yeah, it's really good. Check it out. Uh, for more information, go to thrillingadventurehour.com. Uh, I'm also currently a writer for the CW show Supernatural. Uh, let's get right to this. <laughs> I have comic books I'm going to give away. Because <laughs> we're here at uh, Nerdist Industries at Meltdown Comics, right? How about a round of applause for those guys? All right, that's enough. Enough messing around. Uh, please welcome tonight's very special guests who are the creators and stars of Husbands, Jane Espenson, Brad Cheeks-Bell, Jeff Greenstein, Sean Hemian, and Alessandra Torresani. Hi, guys. Thanks for being here, and thanks for sharing this awesome series with us. Hi. Uh, please. <laughs> How are you holding that microphone? Like this, because oh I'm a singer. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I have to hold it Ice like this. Yeah. Uh, please, uh, let's go down the line, and please introduce yourselves one at a time. So the listeners, uh, this will go out as a podcast as part of the Nerdist Writer Series podcast, uh, so they know who you all are. I'm Jane Espenson, known from Buffy, Battlestar, Torchwood, Game of Thrones, Once Upon a Time, and Husbands. I'm Cheeks, uh, known from being Cheeks. Uh, in That's husbands. totes for reals. Where, it's true. Uh, yeah, where, tell these people where they can find more more Cheeks. They could go to YouTube and search Go Cheeks Go. Yeah. And have do. A plethora of music and comedy for you there. Yeah, great stuff. I'm Jeff Greenstein. Uh, you know me from Dream On, Friends, Will and Grace, Desperate Housewives, and the new web series Husbands. Um, <laughs> I'm the uh, director and one of the executive producers of this entertainment machine. Yeah. And uh, I'm Sean Hemian. Uh, I'm known from As World Turns, True Blood, uh, Criminal Mind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and now, hus that's the first time I've seen Husbands. That was awesome. That was so good. Great job, guys. Hi, I'm Alessandra Torresani. I was the first Cylon. Yeah. <laughs> That's how people know me. Um, I was also naked all over Los Angeles and New York with an apple. Um, so yeah, hi. <laughs> and now I'm on Husbands. Yeah. Woo! 
I don't know if it's been covered, but does everyone know the name of this web series? <laughs> September 13th it comes out. Too. Yeah, yeah, and you should... We'll get to it. You always got a plug. You always got a plug. This is coming out after that. Um, guys, let's kind of uh, speed through the stuff you've already talked about. Um, you know, it's, you, you guys have done a lot of uh, press, and it's all been sort of awesome stuff because the story of how this came together is really interesting. And it started with the friendship between you two, didn't it? Yeah, it started here. Uh, I found, I went to YouTube, and I went to Go Cheeks Go, and I found Cheeks and thought, this is the funniest thing ever. And the first thing I saw of yours was the, uh, your funny diatribe against Miss California and it was a marriage equality mm. thing which I had forgotten until recently like that's why I wanted to reach out and meet you because um, I thought that was so well done um, so we met and started figuring out what we could work on together and you had already written a script um, this was like two years later though yeah we met and then yeah. hung out and talked and we were just friends and then one day we were like why aren't we doing something together exactly And she so there had been no thought of doing something together before then you were just an was, admirer I was an admirer and my first thought was oh I can write roles for him I, can, I was thinking of him as a performer and it took a while before I went like no wait you're a writer too let's, let's write something um, and he had this great script and it sort of evolved into, into this series Let's talk for a second before uh, we talk about how all these other guys got involved, Cheeks, but about your writing background, because you did write your own material, right? That's all, all the internet stuff mm -hmm. that you've done. Yeah. Uh, and, talk um, about that a little bit. Let's see. I write in my journal, and I write <laughs> Which is also online. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, I, I did do writing in, uh, in my videos, and I wrote uh, and performed at Second City as well, so I did have some training there. I'd never really formally written a script. Uh, but but I did have experience with that. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, you're sort of a scholar of early TV. Like, if I reference a Lucy episode or something, you not only know it, but can like, quote jokes and stuff. So <laughs> yeah. He has and I, I grew up watching like, every sitcom ever made. They kind of babysat me, all in the family. And I love Lucy and all those classic sitcoms. So when you set out uh, the script that you got, that turned into Husbands, this was an original script that you had done? Yes. Uh, yeah. And you set out to write this as a, a, like a spec script? Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about starting to do that because you're coming from sort of writing these very short pieces, right? Was it daunting for sure, you to like try to two, do something bigger? Uh, no, because um, well, because I have a lot to say. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, you know, the videos that I do tend to be two to three minutes, and that's how I sat down to write this, was in two oh, to three minute chunks with tiny little arcs. So breaking it down like that was, was pretty easy, and before I knew it, I had 22 pages, and it's good oh, to that's go. That's great. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to delve a little deeper into Cheeks, the mystery Ooh, that is Cheeks. Deeper into the Cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. You haven't even bought me dinner yet. But for... <laughs> Do you want so, Do you want a drink? <laughs> I guess that'll do. But um, we're only getting to second base with that. For right. For right now, uh, I'm going to say, Katie, we're going to edit this part out. I need you to put that away. Thank you. Uh, now we're back. Uh, have you always been uh, a writer performer? Have you known this is a thing that you wanted to do? Because yeah. you seem like a shrinking violet. I, I know. I'm, I'm a wallflower, really. I don't know who's looking at me. Uh, I, I did actually and it was interesting because I didn't even remember until we were working on this script and, and I was growing more confident in my writing and my performing 
I had a teacher tell me when I was a senior in high school, you're a good performer, but you're really the best when you do your own material. And he said, I would encourage you to go, you know, sort of like a Woody Allen route. And I guess I just filed that away in my brain and never thought about it again. Like, okay, whatever, I'm graduating, bye. <laughs> and then as I was doing this project, I thought, wait, somebody told me that one time. And, and it makes sense, I think. Yeah, because it's always something I've done and I like doing. All right, let's move on. Uh, Jeff, how did you get involved with this project? Well, um, I, I've, uh, Jane and I have been friends for years. Um, we met uh, through mutual friends who worked on uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and uh, and I was a big fan of her work. And Jane was actually on the staff of Jake in Progress, which I ran during its unaired second season. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we've been friends for a long time. And uh, she first uh, told me about this project and just said, would you like to read this script and give me your thoughts on it? Um, I was aware of Cheeks because he had been in a kind of homegrown production that uh, Jane had done, a uh, uh, stage play which took old Golden Girls scripts and recast them with guys. The um, Golden Guys. Uh, the Golden Guys. And I saw Cheeks in it playing the uh, Blanche role. Am I correct in that? Wait, like, let's oh, talk about this yet. for a second. Okay. Because I don't know that we've gotten to talk about this in public. No, it's Blanche. Uh, Are you kidding me, Rose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but that was the first time I met you also, which and you were so funny in this. Oh, that's uh, funny, and the whole we before, but yes, <laughs> oh, we met at, we met a thrilling adventure. We met a thrilling adventure. Yeah, it was the first met, time like, I three years before that actually a few times. <laughs> can someone can someone get him some more wine? Uh, but that was the first time I got to see you perform. Uh, and it was unbelievable. Uh, can we talk about that just very briefly? Because it, it feels like a, a very early stages version of what this finally, uh, what finally became this. Yeah, that, it, it never officially happened. Um, we we were putting together the production. We found out we didn't have the rights to it. So we were never able to stage it. So you, you did not see... No, it was the first time I didn't see Cheeks right. perform. <laughs> No, that never occurred. Right, that, um, that never occurred. It certainly was not done at a famous writer-producer's house uh, for an invited group of guests. That never occurred. Um, we can cut this out if you want. No, it's all right. It's all right. Um, it didn't happen, so it's right. fine. Exactly. We can all agree. Uh, but, but okay, so cone of silence on that, America. Um, but, uh, but I did see Cheeks perform for the first time, and I was really struck by his subtlety as a performer and how he had this great, wonderfully unforced approach to comedy, which reminded me of, I hope this is a compliment to you, Sean Hayes. Um, I, I just and thought... you also a, have reference to Megan Mullally. Sean Hayes is subtle? Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> Go with it. And Megan Mullally. Go okay. with it. It's a compliment. I, um, I take it as that. But I was, I, we met for the first time then, though Cheeks doesn't remember that because it was just a blur, a blur of adulation and joy <laughs> on that particular night. But uh, anyway, as I said, I read an early draft of uh, this script and... Um, Gave Jane some thoughts on it. I thought it was really, really funny and a really fresh take on a romantic comedy premise. And uh, I think the second time we talked about the script was at a uh, barbecue place in Burbank. Uh, and Jane said, do you want to direct it? 
Um, and at the time, I had just started to move into directing, um, which is actually what I came out here to do for my glorious career in television comedy writing. Um, and, uh, and so I jumped at the chance, thinking that it would be kind of a shoestring production where I would like have one camera on my shoulder and we would be shooting in people's backyards and stuff. But it turned into a real live pilot, what you saw, which looks like a network TV show. And, better. Uh, and I was, yeah, only better. Thank you. Thank you, Alessandra. Just like a network TV, only better. Um, and so I was thrilled to be involved and had a great time doing it. Um, I think what's what's really impressive about this is that it, it genuinely does, like the production value is so high, um, and from the way it looks to the actors who you guys got involved, uh, besides Cheeks, uh, Sean and Alessandra, tell us how you guys got involved. You go. Well, okay, I'll go. <laughs> well, she, the part was written for her, basically. No, 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 it was written for her. She's... That's how she is in real life. I'm not, that's exactly how she is. Um, we find that hard to believe. Except she's, yeah. So uh, I was the one unknown, like the one person they had to find or audition, really. And So there uh, was an audition process. Oh, yeah. I walked into a room on the other side of these three people and, and did the whole audition with cheeks in the room in there. And I, they did it. You guys did it for like a month. And you looked at like thousands of headshots. And uh, I, so I, I like the way the story goes. Um, <laughs> they liked this one guy, so they were they were settled on this one guy. And then Cheeks had this feeling like he wanted to do the audition one more time and stretch it out. So so Jeff asked his uh, casting director for Desperate Housewives if he happened to know anybody that fit the description, and uh, he said, "Oh yeah, I know this guy Sean. You should bring him in." And um, I happened to be the only uh, I, I was the last person you auditioned. From a, you know, cheeks had a feeling, <laughs> and I walk in and. Um, I thought I was great. I had, a really good feeling. I had a really good feeling about it. But, I mean, with auditions, you never know. You, you could, you know, feel like you're the star of the world and walk out and they think you're awful. So and Look at his pretty face. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's sit next to you, honey. Um, uh, uh, I walked out feeling good. And um, how did you guys feel on that side of the door? <laughs> oh. we, we knew you had it. We, yeah. You came in, you read for us, we knew you had it. Uh, Jane yeah. emailed me like the next day. She's like, I just couldn't wait. You have to, and I just, I got right on the train because we did, we did, uh, we did readings next the following week. We did, oh, we did yeah. pictures. Yeah, we did like the a photo week. shoot within days. Of yeah. Being yeah, 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 yeah. So it was quite the uh, Hollywood story. What did you, <laughs> what did you guys see in Sean that you responded to? Because he's so good in this. He's really so funny. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, hello. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> There'll be a Q&A. Save that for episode two. This happens to me all the time. Oh, okay. We didn't. We didn't even know. We didn't even know about the abs. We cast him with his shirt on. Yeah, it was just. He was funny and and smart and intuitive and worked really well. There was chemistry with cheeks right away, and so we're like, we have to have this guy. And then it wasn't till the photo shoot when I saw him changing shirts, and I said, we've got a gold mine. Okay, but yes, okay. okay. But, but let me just say this in tribute to the, mi- the man's craft and not just his, uh, his work at the gym. Um, I will say that when Sean, I mean, this, the bar for this part was very high. It was a very difficult part to cast because you needed to believe Brady is a guy who is a professional baseball player, okay? He convincingly passed 
cast as straight for many, many years and only came out about a year ago. And so you need to believe that this is a guy who kind of went through life and nobody asked too many questions and he kept his private life private. And then he went public with it. So that was challenging. So that, you know, there were a lot of challenges in that regard. And then on top of that, we needed someone whose comedic acts was very different from what Cheeks brings and what Alessandra brings. And there is a real kind of wonderful, I think of it as, it's this Dick Van Dyke quality that he has that I find tremendously charming and a little bit kind of kind of stumbles over himself in this endearing way and it's very honest and very endearing and it was a great compliment to the very knowing very verbal very glib very facile kind of thing that Cheeks does which is also so funny so that contrast was really important to us and Jane's right when he walked in we just said that's the guy Sean what thank you yeah, it's sweet. What, uh, <laughs> we should keep our microphones up because they've got to record. Okay. So yes. Uh, what is your comedy background? Have you done much comedy? Uh, I'm, I, uh, I'm an I.O. alumni, so I, I have the improv background as well. Yeah, I love, I love, and I, I get stuck doing the, the dramatic, romantic stuff. It's where people put me. And then uh, for myself, I went to Im- Improv Olympic and started working on their stage and just, I love this. And this came and it... It feels very natural for me to be doing this, you know. Terrific. And Alessandra, how did you get involved with these people? Oh, God, I don't know. Right? <laughs> um, no, so Jane obviously was the showrunner on Caprica, so that's how we bonded. You guys aren't fans of that show, are you? That's <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're over that show. We're on to a new one. They can still um, be fans. They can still be fans. So that's how I met with Jane, and... Um, you know, obviously, I was playing this 15-year-old, you know, terrorist, killing angry, everyone, angry miserable, angry teenager. And you're actually in your on. mid-50s, right? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Great work. I'll give you my doctor. And, and great acting. Great. It's great, right? Can't you tell the voice, though? That's what, that's, that's what gives it away. That's the voice. Um, but yeah, so I knew, I knew Jane and, and um, Sasha Royce, who... I don't know if anyone knows, but I'm, why am I blanking on his character? That's really embarrassing. <laughs> Sam Adama. Sam Adama. There we go. Yay! Um, he did a um, something that we did not do, right? That right. had nothing thing, to do the with the that, Golden Girls. The thing that but did not happen, he may have been Dorothy. He might have been Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> and he so, was not hilarious. <laughs> unbelievable. So he's my best friend. So he was like, oh my gosh, you have to come. It's going to be really funny. And Jane had always been talking about cheeks, and so did one of our other executives, Tom Lieber. I'm going to give a shout out to Tom. He's going to be so uncomfortable. <laughs> but we such huge fans. So I saw Cheeks perform, and I was like, "Okay, that's my new best friend." Like, hello. And I stalked him afterwards, and I was like trying to think of things to say. I was like this nerd, like, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And this, this, this. And he's like, "Oh, you're so sweet. We'll we'll hang out soon." I'm like, "Yeah." He's blowing me off. Oh really? Um, I played it cool then because I remember when you came up to me, I was like, oh my god, it's like Christo! Oh my god! <laughs> okay, don't freak out, don't freak out, don't freak out. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're on a show, right? Yeah, I think I've seen it once. So <laughs> like, no big deal. Cool, yeah, I'll call you, we'll hang out. I was, oh, I loved you. Oh, I loved you too. The moment uh, I saw you on screen, I was like, 
<laughs> no, and then and then I, I saw his music video, They Call Me Cheeks, and then I must have sent it to everyone. I was like, They Call Me Cheeks, and that's Huts for Rails. And like, I really like tried to do it and really sounded awful when I did it. But um, so, anyway, so then we, you know, kind of bonded and decided to do a gay bullying video, like kind of a spoof video with Sasha, where we attack him. It's really funny. Because um, we're like these little things, like kicking ass to this, like six foot four giant. So it's really fun. Um, but anyway, so we did that. We had a blast. And he kind of said, you know, we should really write something. And, and I mean, not write something. We, I mean, he writes something. And we acted together and do something. And so I said, oh, yeah, you know, let me know whenever you're available. I'm totally down to do it. No one ever thinks I can do comedy. And it's really the only thing that I do love doing. So then Jane and, and Cheeks, you know, hit me up. And they said, hey, you know, we have this thing. If you want to do it. And I was like yeah, sure, why not? And then it actually ended up being like kind of a big deal. And I was like, you guys actually want me involved? That's weird. Like, all right. Um, so yeah, then history was made. You know? <laughs> what kind of comedy had you done in the past? Nothing. Or what were you, what were you into? Life. <laughs> Are you a comedy life. fan? It's my, no, it's literally my life. Like I grew up being, five, me and my mother was so embarrassed. I was like a five-year-old putting on, you know, skits from SNL. And <laughs> my biggest role to this day in which I love is I got to play against David Spade in a movie called Lost and Found. And I got to call him a pussy. And my mom at seven years old had explained to me what a pussy meant. Uh, <laughs> Hi, mom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, comedy's always been my life, but as I said before, and everyone knows me, I always do these deep, dramatic roles. So when they wanted to do comedy, I was like, yes, I've done stand-up before. Like, I've done it. Like, I'd love to. You know, someone take me seriously. And it's funny because I actually wrote comedy off because I tested for one pilot this past season that was a comedy, and they told me I wasn't funny. And so I was like, fuck Ooh. you. And then this came along. Like, oh, I was a bitch. You best believe we, it. We should hand deliver this uh, oh, show to them. Yeah. Just okay. hand it off to them. So then this came around. I was like, oh, my God. Am I, like, setting myself up for disaster but how could I do disaster with their writing you know what I mean anyone can do it so it's great I actually find it very symbolic that on Caprica this dark role we dyed your hair so dark <laughs> I never even knew this is your natural hair color yeah. is the blonde like you like her she's a madcap 1930s blonde she's just <laughs> she, yeah. so sweet yeah. absolutely this is, this is what you were born to do I was born this okay. way baby <laughs> oh, do you guys like each other it's Any weird, of you? Right? Was it a happy set? No, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> we all you, guys, you guys had a... <laughs> Just, uh, what I meant to say was... <laughs> what happened was... No, <laughs> when we, the weekend we shot in the hotel, we all spent... We had a slumber party weekend. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> That's adorable. Well, because we, we shot it in a hotel. And so to make it real, they stayed in the same room. They had pizza. They were, this one goes to bed at like 9 o'clock. I'm like, what do you mean? That's when I fucking like wake up. Like, what are you talking about? But it was great. It was so cute. They're so cute. They're so in love. Listen, look, I mean, you can just tell their chemistry is just like un, it's undeniable. Can we, can we get real for a second, though? Okay. I want, listen. <laughs> I want you guys to be honest, though. There were some dark times in the shooting of this, right? Yes. yes. What, what, were the mo- what were the most difficult? And I'd actually, uh, let's, just, let's just go down the no, line. There but- actually weren't dark times in the shoot. There were, there, were tr- there were obstacles in the shooting. We, there were no dark times. Well, I'm curious about, uh, and I, you know, I say that obviously in jest, but what were the, the obstacles? What were the most difficult pieces for each of you uh, in, in shooting, in writing, in acting, whatever it was? Uh, the most difficult stuff has actually been in the last week when we when we realized that like we're getting ready to show this to people and you start looking at it and going like 
okay, are we just crit? Do we just think it's good? <laughs> like, you know. What do you guys think? Is it good? I, I, I don't know. I think they genuinely like it. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. they. Yeah. Well, we started getting scared, and we're like, "Well, what do we do?" Um, but but that was that was the only time there was like real anxiety. Before that, it was just sort of humorous mishaps. Like we were shooting the house that we shot in that you saw as Cheeks's house um, was a house of some friends of mine who very thoughtfully put the cats away in the bathroom so that they wouldn't be like hopping into the shots. But now we had angry cats in a bathroom. <laughs> one bathroom yeah so it'd be in the middle of a really serious scene and you're You're like we had just gotten over like not being not laughing at something and and then a cat would yeah and and the house was in the approach pattern for burbank airport (laughs) uh and there were some dogs and i mean it's about 110 degrees yeah Yeah, we couldn't have the air conditioner on yeah Yeah. because because you hear it on the sound so it was it was hot and full of cats and it was a great house and it served us well and 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 I thank our friends very very much for the use of it but that we actually did end up having to take turns going into the bathroom to sit with the cats. Wow. <laughs> at one at one point we had a, a journalist who was visiting the set and we sent the journalist into the bathroom to sit. With the cats. This is a great story. No, it'll be a great story for you as a journalist. You go into the bathroom, see, and you're going to tend to the cats. You're going into the trenches. <laughs> Get a different point of view on the series. Exactly. How did the cats feel? <laughs> uh, Cheeks, what did you find difficult in, in the process? Because you were there from the beginning. Uh, I, I found myself to be the most difficult part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> How so? Well, I just uh, to what Jane was saying, everything was so easy, and this is great, this is fun, and oh, good, this is awesome. and then... Uh, this last week, you know, I don't know, you know, if you're a creative person and, and there's that thing, you know, you've been working on it and then you're about to give it away and people, you know, you, all your blood, sweat and tears go into it and then somebody can go, meh. And you're like, no, 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 this took months. You, you can't just meh this and click away. So... I think you went to the wrong websites. <laughs> so I, I, I had uh, sort of a, a mini implosion, a nuclear sort of, oh my God, oh my God, what are we doing? We can't do this. Let's go back. Let's recut this. Let's, we kind of, no, 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 no. Are you sure we want to do this here? I don't think we can. Do we have time to reshoot anything? And, and, and it wasn't really justified exactly in anything that was there or not there. It was, it was just nerves in my own brain. And so um, I spent about two days spiraling downward thinking that we're, we are could you never st- do this. Are you still there? Did you come no, out? No, I'm so. I found so much zen since then. Good. I have great what? friends that were able to talk me off a ledge, and, <laughs> and uh, I was giving a friend advice about something, and uh, my other friend overheard me, and they were like, "Yeah, you want to take your own advice with what you're doing right now?" I was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> okay." So I. So don't go. don't read the YouTube comments or the. Uh... Are you leaving? Oh, no, that wasn't even it. It was. It was. Yeah, everything's been really positive and supportive. Good. It was. Good. It was all my own. You know, insecure, creative neuroses, <laughs> which always happens right before the curtain goes up. You've got that. You know, pit in your stomach where you're like, oh god, nobody's gonna like me, and then you're fine. And Good. you best believe those people that wrote the negative things. I've already hunted them down. I'm Italian, baby. I get shit done. <laughs> like, don't don't do it. No, I, Thank I, I you. you're a delicate flower. The, 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 <laughs> In spite of the cats and the airplanes and, and so forth, the, the shoot was remarkably 
easy and fun. How long and, was the shoot? Um, it was basically four days. Um, we had a little bit of, we had a really fun, you guys should talk about the pre-shoot downtown. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that in one second. But but most of it was we spent two days at this uh, hotel uh, in West L.A. shooting the Vegas scenes. Um, and then we spent two days at uh, Jane's friend's house shooting the domestic scenes. And then we had a little bit of time on like a uh, kind of a small soundstage to shoot some scenes in the limousine during the middle of the show. Uh, but it was basically a four-day shoot. Um, I spent some time in the uh, days and weeks leading up to that kind of rehearsing with uh, with the cast, um, who clicked as quickly as any cast I've ever seen, just in terms of gelling as a uh, comedic unit. Uh, all I had to do was kind of get out of the way. Um, and I walked through all the scenes uh, with Ben Cantor, our DP, uh, to kind of work out how everything, you know, the staging and everything was going to be shot because I felt it was my job. I always think of, you know, as a director, you're like a guy with a candle in a windstorm and your job is to kind of cup the flame and keep it from going out. And that, and that was what I really tried to do, was to create a safe space in which these guys could play. Um, and that's most of what I tried to do during those four days, just keep it light and keep it moving. And you want to try it one more time? No problem. You got another good time. Don't worry about it. Ah, the cat me out over your best take? Don't worry. There'll be another best take. Um, that was really what I saw the, the lion's share of my job today. I mean, the most supportive director I think uh, I've ever yeah. worked with. Yeah, you did that job immaculately. We're spoiled, spoiled after this guy. Thank you. Did you, uh, Sean and uh, Alessandra, did you guys find any challenges in the roles you were no, playing? Which one is challenging? The craft services table. <laughs> That's really awkward that you just admitted that I like ate everything at craft services. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about me. I'm talking about With me. With your abs on. No, I, <laughs> I, didn't no. Eat, I didn't eat the week before like, you know we what shot. Was the most awkward? Shooting, what? Like what it was really Do you want like... us to leave you guys alone? <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 you asked a question. I'm going to answer. Like snappy over there. Uh, <laughs> it's when we had to do the scene. Remember, because when I'm like, you taste like colors, the one that you guys just last uh, saw. I couldn't. And for couldn't. some reason, this one had the giggles, and he just couldn't stop. And so you'd have to stare at my like my forehead. But it was like really I'm weird. He was like cross-eyed and I'm like trying to take him seriously and trying to do the joke and then it really wasn't that funny because I'm like, oh, are you watching me? And then I would look at him and he started laughing and this one's like trying to look at him. So it was very, that was the hardest thing was just okay, keeping yeah. not laughing the end because that's all we kept doing is laughing. That's it was a, just that's like, a, unbelievable. I like that. That's very, I like that. It's honest. That, you went cross-eyed and then I went to crab So that's, so that's so kind weird. of the basis. Yeah, she, we don't like each other in the show actually. It's funny that we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Thing. But uh, her line, tastes like colors, was the funniest thing to me I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. And I could not look at her when she would say it. And I had to look over her, and it still didn't work, down, I don't know. And then we she made it lost work. it. We kind of like all lost it, the three of yeah, us together. Yeah, it, it was too much. And then actually it made it into the final cut. There's a When you cross back to the bar, you can see Sean kind of like... <laughs> 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 it's Good great. Acting. I love stuff like that. Oh. Uh, tell us about this this uh, pre-shoot experience. Yeah, we had we need one shot for a newscast where we actually see the wedding night they don't remember, um, and we see we needed to shoot it as close as we could to look like they're out on the Las Vegas Strip, like in their underpants with cheeks like uh, uh, piggybacked on the back of Sean, and and like in a bridal veil and not much else. With one false eyelash hanging in the veil. Yeah. <laughs> Silver underwear, yeah. cowboy boots. Yeah. Yeah. So we were like, okay, what are, what are we going to find in LA that will double as the strip? And we thought of LA Live downtown, and it's like, okay, well, let's just get them all dressed up, dressed down, undressed, take them out there. <laughs> 
and we'll just we'll just like gorilla shoot it because we're not going to get permission to shoot there from like Which, and, and we should say for a second that like. For the most part, when you shot in the hotel and everything, you guys did get permission, yep. which yes. a lot of web series yeah. don't. You guys were a very we were legitimate, above-board above shoot. That's right. We had, like, production insurance and stuff. Like, we were so legit. Yes. Um, but this was the one thing. This was the first thing we were shooting, and we had nothing. We were just going to show up, and we, like, brought all our friends to, like, come play the parts of paparazzi because we wanted paparazzi in the frame. And so we showed up, and we were suddenly this group of, like, I don't know, 15 people, like, standing in a clump with, with a boom microphone. Yeah, a big fuzzy boom mic, yeah. you know, and no matter what tourists do, they don't usually travel with a boom mic. Uh, so we kept saying, I don't know, it's our friends, they just got married, we're doing their wedding. Yeah, video. I had this whole story, I was like, when security comes up, we'll tell them that we're eccentric and getting married, and that this is our announcement video, and it's not professional, it's for our friends and family. Yeah. With the boom mic. Yeah. And, and security was not buying it, they started started just hovering. They wouldn't say anything, but they would just stand there. And sometimes they were on bikes, and there'd be a line of them on bicycles looking at us. Yeah, and so like we were... birds that start collecting no more and more. They'd look up and be like, oh, now there's five of them. Oh, there's yeah. 15 of them. Hey, back up slow. So at one point, we were like, break, break, break. Just scatter. Just scatter. And we all, like, we dispersed in different directions. <laughs> And then, like, then we were all texting, like, where are you? Where are you? And we got back together, and we realized, like, if we stood at the edge of L.A. Live and sort of shot into it. Right, we were on the public sidewalk. Well, so it was, perhaps. Sort of. Yeah. With L.A. Live as the background. And so, yeah. we, the, though the security guys sort of made it very clear that we were not to cross a certain line, they did very nicely stay out of our shot yeah. and not hassle us and not, uh, you know, walkie-talkie over our lines and stuff. And so we got our shot and ran. There, uh, yeah. There are a couple takes where you can hear a guy going, um... Turn the camera off. Move across the street. Yeah. But well, we got, it it. We got the shot. It did definitely set the tempo for the shoot. Like, if we can pull this off, we can do anything. Yeah. That was the first thing we did. And there were moments that night where I was like, you know what? <laughs> Web like, maybe this just, I don't know. <laughs> where, I, where I was close to just saying, like, this clearly can't work. It can't be done. Yeah, but my attitude was, no, we came here to do, you know, we, uh, yeah. we have a job to do. We're going to do it. Like, I was like, we're going to get out of here and get this shot. And we had our fantastic crew that uh, Elizabeth Hughes, who's here tonight, our producer, assembled. Yeah. yeah give her a round of applause. Um, and... Uh, uh, they rolled with it, and we just kept. And Nate Atchison, who was the second AD, I mean, he, every every um, everyone just kind of pulled together, and we did. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about that crew for a minute? Uh, how did you find them? Because again, it looks great, it sounds great. Well, the first thing I asked Joss what to do because um, he did Doctor Horrible. Yay! And um, he said, "Get a good line producer." So I contacted his Doctor Horrible line producer who was like, I, I'm too busy, I can't do it, but you should call M. Elizabeth Hughes. Um, so got Elizabeth, and then it turned out it was almost like buying a kit because she came with the whole crew. <laughs> so I didn't have to go like, oh, I need an assistant cameraman. How do I find... Like, she knew these people. They, like, I guess, all went to film school together, and so she arrived with the DP and with, like, all these camera people and sound people and stuff, and, and so we just had a crew at hand that were able to, to give us... The this. It was wonderful. Uh, Jeff, you've directed network television. I have. How, how is this a different experience for you, or how did that experience prepare you for this one? Well, I mean, it did, uh, you know, as I said a moment ago, it did impress upon me the value of preparation. Um, I, you know, with, uh, there's, you know, 
if in the course of directing a scene on Desperate Housewives, you suddenly decide, oh, wouldn't it be nice if Lynette was preparing dinner? You say, can we get uh, you know, a pot of spaghetti and some boiling water? And, and an entire prop department mobilizes. <laughs> um, and an army of people make sure that you have the spaghetti and the pot and the water and the sauce. And the, this was not like that. There was, everything had to be figured out in advance. There was not a lot of room for deciding on the day, oh, wouldn't it be funny if he had uh, coffee made during the scene? <laughs> so part of the process for me was just during rehearsal and during the final even during the final refinements of the script to say, I remember talking to you at one point and say, can the guys have an action in here, like folding laundry or something? Just so that I, you know, on the day, we, you know, on the day is, of course, shorthand for when we actually shoot it. (laughs) So that when we actually shoot it, um, we have anticipated just about every outcome. And again, it was about, like, I wanted these guys to feel like they could play. Mm -hmm. And so my job was to kind of create that play space for them and have as much figured out in advance so that they could. So that the invention that would happen on the day would be about performance and not about, where's the tongs? Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd actually be curious to hear, and Cheeks and probably uh, Sean and Alessandro, you guys can speak to this, but what, were the, what was that rehearsal process like? Did, were you up on your feet? Were you moving around? Because, uh, you know, it, the series could very well be talking heads, uh, but it never feels static. Sure, yeah, and I think that that was uh, something that all of us were on board with from the start was action and movement and what's going to make this interesting. You know, we don't, there were times where we didn't want to stay in a room for more than a minute because we're like, let's find a reason for them to move. Um, was that kind of thing discovered in rehearsal? Was it from the script? It was a little bit of both. I think that we had that in mind when we were writing it. And then there were uh, scenes that we didn't realize were quite as long as they were that took place in one setting that we got sort of inventive with during rehearsal. Uh, we had a couple of read-throughs. We had a, a read-through for ourselves, and then we had a, a public read-through and, and had some comedy writers there and polished the script a little bit more and then uh, had rehearsals. I guess we had one rehearsal for each scene. Uh, yeah, like the hotel room scenes, we, we checked into that hotel. So we had the room the way you did. We checked in on a Friday afternoon so that we could shoot mm-hmm. there all day Saturday and Sunday. So Friday night, we all went to the hotel and loaded everything in and rehearsed these guys in the tub mm-hmm. you know, so that we had, we had experience in that room. But the one thing that, I mean, uh, other than working out blocking and staging and cameras and so forth, the one thing that I actually found myself impressing on these guys during the rehearsal process was it quickly became clear that comedy was not going to be a problem. Uh, and uh, as a director, that's an incredible blessing, obviously, because you don't have to kind of explain to people how things are supposed to be funny. These guys, all three of them, have amazing comedic instincts. Um, I would make contributions in places, but their first choices were so good that most of the time it was kind of, yes, that, do that. Or, uh, But the thing that I impressed about them, I remember we had one round of, uh, uh, one rehearsal at, uh, at Cheek's apartment, and I said, don't let go of the emotion of the piece. And I think you even saw in that third episode that we showed you, it's a really funny show, but it has a lot of heart to it as well. And that was in the script, and I didn't want to shortchange those moments uh, in the making of it. And I'd say, don't rush. I remember saying to Sean at one point, let's don't rush this moment. Like, let's don't get out of this too fast. Because in addition to being very, very entertaining and very glib and very funny and having terrific punchlines, the show is very has a lot of warmth to it and a lot of heart. And uh, I think you have to fall in love with these guys. You have to believe in their relationship. And you have to love this cast. And I always feel that it's those moments that make that happen. Um, it was something that I saw happen during the first season of Will and Grace. We never had any shortage of glib, facile punchlines. But it was the occasional, earned, emotional moment that really made the people love them. And that's what I felt was really important to, uh, to spotlight. <laughs> 
um, during rehearsal. Oh, <laughs> you're like the best why, audience member of all time. This is why I take her with me wherever I go. This is so <laughs> you're getting a comic book. Um, <laughs> Uh, a similar question, Jane, to, to what I asked Jeff, but, you know, you do have a background in comedy writing, and clearly as a television writer, you, you're used to collaboration, uh, but tell us how that either prepared you or uh, what the differences was uh, were between your, your previous experiences and working on this. Husbands. On husbands. Husbands of the series, we call it. Um, <laughs> there were ways in which it felt like coming back home, because it's been a long time since I've worked on a comedy. It, the last one I worked on was called Andy Barker P.I., which was an Andy Richter half hour. Yeah. yeah. Which is short-lived but fondly remembered. Um, and since then, I've done Battlestar and Game of Thrones and Torchwood, which and Torchwood's got a lot of fun in it, but also had, like, death camps, so it balances out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it had been a while since I since I just sat down to write set up punch set up punch, um, and so that felt it felt familiar because it's sort of how I started. The, one of the first things I did in LA was write my write my Seinfeld specs that everybody had at the time. Um, so. Uh, uh, that part felt familiar, but it felt like a muscle I hadn't used in a long time. And I felt really, really fortunate to be writing with Cheeks because there was a certain young freshness to his writing where he didn't feel like he was writing from TV examples as much as he is a historian, historian of funny TV. It felt like he was writing from life. Um, and so with that... I was working from the base he had laid down. And so that, that felt great and really easy. And I actually found that when I was writing bits, I was forging new territory. There were some bits that we needed, some new bits uh, that weren't covered in his original script. And I found that I was working to capture his voice the same way I would as if I were working for Jeff on Jake in Progress, I would try to capture his voice. And that's like my favorite thing to do, is the chameleonship. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is great. I've got a voice that I love that I can emulate. So it really, it really did feel very familiar. The breaking it into these little two-minute chunks that could stand on their own, that was quite new. Um, but, but other than that, it really, it really like I've done this before, and, and I like it. I just want to say that aspect of the script is fascinating to me. I mean, uh, I've written a number of half-hour pilots, and they're very, very hard to write in their own right. Uh, but the idea of a pilot that can work as a 22-minute episode and also work as 11 two-minute episodes, that's like 3D crossword puzzle chess in hyperspace. Uh, uh, it was amazing what they were able to do. And, and I think you saw in the few episodes you saw, they work as nice little bite-sized entertainments. But I think for those who tune in Tuesday, September 13th, and stay with Husband the entire, Husband of Series. Um, you will see the wonderful story that these guys were able to unfold in the script over the entire half hour of the show. It's really wonderful. I, I absolutely agree. I, I was lucky enough to read the script and... Uh, the characters just jumped off the page. I mean, it's, it's exactly what you said. We, the Cheeks character, first of all, uh, but you know your character. Um, but the way you guys wrote these these other characters were unbelievable, and then to be able to cast exactly the right people for them. Well, we also rewrote Brady after we cast John. Oh, did you? Yeah, we went in and we're like, we, like we hadn't given Brady a ton of jokes in the first pass because we're like, well, we know we got cheeks. We're like, let's just lean right. into what we know we got that we know works. Um, but after we cast Sean, we're like, okay, this guy can can has comedy chops. So we went and we gave we actually gave him like a couple of your jokes. We just moved over to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah we, Ouch. I, I didn't. <laughs> no. 
as a comedy writing trick. It did change the characterization, though, of some things. We noticed later, we were like, oh, well, that's not really his motivation, but he has that line now. We'll make it work, we'll make it work. <laughs> but that, it, but I, I did see that happen, because there's, there's, there's a scene you'll see in the second episode where um, Brady is just in a blind panic. And yeah. there is something so funny about Sean, like, I can't, I won't. I, it's just so funny. And so yeah. I think these guys started to write to that right. flustered mm-hmm. quality. Yeah. And it's so, with a guy who, your side. a guy who is so presentable, let us say. <laughs> there's something very endearing about yeah. seeing somebody presentable, undone like that. And it made him very funny. And it, as I said, gave him a comedic act that was different from Cheeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also just wrote, yeah, wrote new stuff out of, we started thinking more about Brady and what he'd been through as a baseball player coming out, and we, so we sort of leaned into jokes that would come out of that, about how does he talk about his reputation, um, how does he think about this new situation, what, what is his attitude when Cheeks does something like bring home a tiny little dog, you know, like... Yeah. like <laughs> um, oh, so tell we, us about this dog, this, who oh. couldn't make the panel tonight... <laughs> Uh, but we'll yeah, do a separate well. Q&A with the dog. Oh, I also want to say the other thing that I saw happen during the uh, the refinements of the script and also even during the rehearsal um, process was leaning into the insanity of the woman uh, to my left. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I, I like, uh, I think, America pre-September 13th, I was unaware of the comedic skills <laughs> of this woman. Alessandra is so funny in exactly oh. that sort of madcap That's screwball true. comedian kind of way and things like you taste like colors. Those, those kind of completely off-the-wall, insane lines were so funny and yet so completely believable in her, you know, in her mouth. I mean, I just... I'm just was, that loony. Yes, yes. yes. And, and, and that, you know, it's just like, let's let her be crazy because it... Uh, and the other thing that came up, that, that started to come on was the idea that, uh, that Haley is a little threatened by the intimacy between these guys and is a little... Is, and is sort of, in her small way, eager to say, Oh, yeah. Um, Just wait. So there are little moments where she kind of pokes at them in a really funny way. And he's kind of like, so where are you going to live? You know, questions they've never thought about asking themselves before. Because she wants to be a little disruptive if she can. Yeah, of course. Well, and I think she wants to be able to solve the problem. Like, oh, look at all these things you haven't thought of. Well, I know who you can come to for advice. That's quite a balancing act. That's quite a balancing act for you to play. how did you do it? What, what were you thinking? Uh, well, what was your process? Well, this was written for me, so, you know, I take <laughs> lots of pills and I drink and I just live my life. <laughs> Let's just be honest. But you know what? It's, but at the end of the day, you know what I mean? I did know him first. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like, oh, it was very new. Like, our relationship was very new. We had inside jokes that he didn't know yet. And, you know, so it's kind of it's based off of some truth. You could draw you know? from your own experience. But I love him. I never not loved him, you know. But Haley is not a fan. <laughs> he is prettier than her and taller. I don't think so. No way. And what is this baseball? I don't know. You know? All right. I, I have many, many more questions. Uh, but we're going to turn it over to you oh, guys. Oh, this is fun, right? Yeah. Um, Hi. Please, please recall... Um, as, as I warn everyone every week, um, questions begin with a W or an H, not with an I. <laughs> um, if you do have questions, will you make your way to the He's aisle, uh, and I'll just walk over to you and you can Don't ask yourself. Don't be shy. While you're doing that, I have sort of a nerdy question that I want to ask you guys. Uh, nerdy. No. Nerdy. That's a, nerdy. That's a different night here. Uh, my favorite line uh, is batting rehearsal. 
<laughs> that killed me. Does anyone want to take credit for it? Was that you or me? That was, was that you? Yeah. Actually, there's Bravo. a funny story about that. You were saying that I, I know my, my voice. My, I had, my friend was reading the script, who's an avid sports fan, and he said, dude, batting rehearsal? And I said, continue reading. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, believe it or not, I know why I'm funny. Like, I know why I do that, you know. Uh, all right, questions from you guys. Oh, right here. Oh, listen. She is the... um, when you ask a question, hold on, you have to ask into this. Uh, when you ask a question, you'll get a copy of this Archie Comics spinoff uh, featuring Kevin Keller, who is the first gay character in Yay! Archie Comics. Bravo. Right? Fabulous. That's progress. <laughs> So here's your comment. Uh, She's like, I don't really want it. <laughs> Give it to someone else. And oh, and don't touch my microphone when you ask a question. <laughs> okay, I'll be sure to cough on it. Um, uh, I noticed that um, that Sean had a line about coming from a Mormon family, being Mormon, and that's actually true to life, though. So I'm, was that improvised, or did you guys? I mean, did did they know your yeah, background the now, with that? Right? Does America know your background with that? Uh, You're a Mormon? Uh, Yes. He's a Mormon from Utah. That was good question. We added that line after we knew it. Yeah. Yeah. The part was more and more written. I was nervous because I didn't want to offend him, and I I started typing it, and I was like, backspace, backspace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, let's go with it. Let's see what he can do. We want the show to work because we want that episode where my Mormon mother comes and visits my husband's cheeks. Like, how fun would that be to have, like... I have the Mormon family. And Plus, you have Mormon brothers. Hello. There you go. Yeah, right? <laughs> I think it's possible you don't know what Mormon means. Um, <laughs> other, <laughs> other questions? Wow. Yes. Don't touch my microphone. Is this a question from our friends at Streaming Garage who are streaming this? Oh, right they're now? streaming it now. They no, no, no. They're streaming They are streaming on Tuesday for our premiere. So if you go, where do you go, Cheeks? Don't bother. This is coming out Thursday. Okay. Great, great. I'll get to it at the end. We tried. This is a question from Twitter. Who's she? <laughs> a hot lady. Oh my god, has anyone named their baby Twitter? <laughs> Cheeks. I think we should adopt one and do it. Uh, they wanted to know dogs. if if um, Brady and Cheeks go out on a date, uh, does Haley come over and watch Bo the dog? Oh. Wow. I Have think sex with no, the dog? I mean, well, let's clarify. What what does that mean? Okay. Like hanging well, out with Bo the dog? Haley, Haley goes on the date. Haley probably well she might yeah she might follow in her car or <laughs> or incessantly call needing things in fact yes she does because that is her reason for interrupting the date again and again and again and again is that there she thinks there's a problem with with Jack the dog every five minutes and wants an excuse as to well, what do I do now I, I, I don't know he's not eating it's a problem I gave him a box of chocolates and they didn't come down. yeah <laughs> it always works for right. her <laughs> Right. So, sure. Um, that person, I guess, is working on a spec husband's right. episode. Fan fiction. <laughs> on the plus side, quick to read. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we should ask this question. I guess I'll ask it if you guys aren't going to. But what are the plans for this series? I mean, this, this, these Ooh. episodes function... Yeah. 
These episodes function as a pilot. Right. What would you guys like to see well, happen? Well, if any of you represent television networks <laughs> that are interested in purchasing said product, come talk to us after the show. Um, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We sort of made it to sort of prove there's an audience for it, and we'll see if anyone notices. Ow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay! Any more questions? Come over the aisle. No, come over here. Does anyone closer to me have a question? <laughs> I love what you're wearing. I yes, can see you sparkling so back here. Wait, here's your comment. Oh, thank you. Look at that hair. <gasps> Don't touch my oh, microphone. From one to another. Don't touch my <laughs> Mine's fake. Mine's fake. I can't, I can't listen to all these people at once. It's so hard. Don't touch okay, okay, sorry. Okay. Um, I wanted to know scared of you. I am too. Don't worry. <laughs> um... I wanted to know about the writing process. Like, you obviously, it sounds like it was talked about that Cheeks had a basic script, and then you came in and fixed work together. So it was a script that was written as a 22-minute script, and then you broke it up into two minutes. How did you deal with that? Uh, here's the thing that That's a good question. I, I'd like yeah. to hear more about the process. Thank you. Thank you for uh, the question. Good question. Good, one. Yeah. good question, spangly person. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I'd like to hear about the process beyond that, too. How did you guys work physically? Get this. Okay. <laughs> we were at dinner and we came up with, okay, what if this what if this was a young married couple instead of the original premise which was a little different? And and okay, we had our premise. Then like it's the end of dinner. Good night. Well, we'll talk about this again. Like at four in the morning, Cheeks has finished a script no. and emails it to me. And it was already broken into two minute chunks. But it started with episode three. Like, that was the only thing that was wrong with it. <laughs> I didn't know how to start it. I was like, well, here we are in the middle of, yeah, and then this is where we start. But Yeah, so, so it, didn't, it, needed, it needed a one and a two. Uh, and it needed, like, I don't know, like something moved. I moved some stuff around a little bit, but I didn't, yeah, I didn't change. I wasn't changing a lot of the language because the language was so good. The jokes were so good. It was like just sort of structure stuff. But he had already broken into those two-minute things. I was amazed. I couldn't understand how he did that because I thought that was going to be this huge stumbling block. And those same two-minute chunks kind of stayed. We did a thing late in the process where we eliminated episode four and added episode eight, but that, like, that was fairly late. And so what, what I did was I took my pass through it, I added the two episodes at the front, and then like, like did some restructuring, handed it back to you, and at that point, I think you either did another pass through it or you just pitched jokes. And it just sort of went back and forth like that, like a writing team does. And we, but we were never physically writing together at a keyboard, going like, what's, what's the next line? I'm throwing my tennis ball. It just shows I got how it. great they are. the next you know? scene? We see Brady. <laughs> no, nah, that'll never work. <laughs> Tearing paper out of the typewriter. <laughs> but some writing teams do that. Some people writing teams do That's sit crazy. side by side. I couldn't do that. In, inefficient writing teams do that. <laughs> well, I like coming up with the ideas. And that's what we had done at dinner. I mean, there was so much material there. It was like, oh my God, and then this, and then, and then, of course, this has to happen, and this is why they're doing this, and and so I think that there was just so much juice there that, and I, I just loved the idea so much that I, I remember walking in the door and just sitting down and writing, and the next thing I knew, it was four in the morning, and I was like, wow. and you two have so many other now. ideas of where it could oh, go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they'll oh, say yeah. one thing, yeah. and I'm like, huh, where'd that come from? Like, yeah, so smart. Yeah, she, she re you, you actually revealed yeah. something to me recently about. Oh, I did. I wrote a second what well, same thing it starts at like episode three it starts in the middle <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's got the next adventure plan 
Yeah, I already. I don't know if it's quite the second episode. I think. I think he has maybe, episode five. Maybe it's like episode four or five. Because <laughs> there's probably some things you have to establish before we get to where it goes. But it's great. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> we want to see so cheeks funny. at a baseball game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that I yeah I can't wait to. Write. Oh uh, my god, I I met a professional baseball player recently, and I asked him and his wife all these questions about being a. Baseball bride and and what do the wives do in the stands and what is it like backstage and what's it like in the locker room and what's the culture of the baseball t- like oh we've got so much stuff to do oh, yeah it's, it's gonna be amazing yeah. uh, we have time for a couple more Twitter can hang on <laughs> thank you um, I know telling us not to touch it makes us want to touch it more. <laughs> want to touch it. Uh, <laughs> I had a question for Jeff. Okay. Be- <laughs> Is that what she said? Um, being a director coming into someone else's project, uh, you know, another writer uh, who is also the star, who uh, is working, you know, so close to... From the, how do you come into that and direct that as a? Uh, I mean, maybe you're, maybe you're used to that, but it just seems like a weird thing. Well, I mean, it's... I'm... I- I kind of uh, take off most of my writer hat, and I consider that it's my job to help kind of interpret what's on the page. Um, And if I have questions about motivations or if I think that there are things that can be clarified or improved, I'm talking to the writer in a lot of cases. Um, There were a few points during shooting where I remember there was a a certain, like, an end of an episode where we made an alteration on the stage because I thought... Um, we need like a little zing at the end of this to tell us to stay tuned next week. So we changed the end of an episode, but that was based on sort of my kind of half writer instincts and half director instincts. But my job, I feel like, was to put across the script these guys wrote. I, I did not feel that it was my job to come to this as a writer and talk about how to reboot this or to go a different direction or here's what you should do or here's what you ought to do. I feel like I ought to come from the place of like, how do we grow this? How do we bring this to life? I hope I'm answering your question. Um, I mean, it's a collaborative medium. The thing I enjoy about working in television is how collaborative it is. And these guys, when I would go to them with a question or a clarification, everyone was always like only too eager to say, well, oh, no, no, we could do that. Um, Or if I said, you know, that line feels more, doesn't feel quite like Brady yet or something. They they were always open to massaging the material (laughs) if need be. But my job primarily was to help these guys realize their performances to get it on film in the most unobtrusive way possible and uh, and like I said to get out of the way um, I wanted and, and to make it uh, you know to create that safe place where these guys can experiment um, you know and it's it's been part of my education process as a director is learning to do that um, we were actually talking about this at uh, um, at dinner just before uh, we came over here um, you know I have a very different affect as a writer, I'm very intense and I debate a lot and I'm incredibly argumentative and I gotta drive my freaking point home. And as a director, I'm very loose and I'm very, and I have a completely different tone of voice and everything is fine <laughs> and I'm relaxed. And, and it's been a, and that is not really who I am, in case you haven't been gleaned that from this conversation tonight. But it's something that I've had to learn because I think the best directors know how to kind of disengage and, and create that sense of safety. Uh, so that's what I'm. It's, I'm still learning it. It's one of the things that's fun about this juncture in my career is that I get to keep learning things. Uh, we have time for one more. Oh, oh now come you on, all a have few questions. more. We can do it. We'll do a few more. You're right. Come, come over here. Hi. Here's your. Here's your Hello, comment. pretty. Hey. Hi. Thank you. Um, was the purpose of making it um, like two minute episodes 
um, just like a teaser for is it going to be like every week and is it planned to make it like longer in the future like longer episodes um, to how many people are going to be watching or I, I think whether or not we lengthen the individual episodes if we were to continue on the web uh, would depend on the platform it was on I knew that I wanted them to be that short because I have been making videos on the internet and anything that exceeds two and a half minutes just doesn't get the same amount of views. I mean, unless it's, you know, like Twilight related or some like <laughs> massive franchise. But I mean, the shorter, the more views you get. And I think that the more people are engaged and I was fascinated by the challenge of here's the information. We have to get them to like these people. You know, like there's all this stuff that has to happen in... 120 seconds? That's two minutes, right? Okay. It's time I check. And, uh, you know, I, that, that fascinates me. And, and that's, that's something that I think really, really works. And even as a, a pilot, when you're watching it all together, it helps keep the pacing going. Because every two minutes, you know, even though you're watching something that's longer, you've got information being given and a new turn of events. And, you know, so it, it helps it move it along a lot quicker. Um, how would you each describe husbands in two words? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a setup. Well, I mean, that's easy. It's a romantic comedy. Uh, romantic oh. comedy. <laughs> it's very good. That's it. End of story. <laughs> All right, I have a, I have a question. Oh, fresh. Um, fresh might be a word. That's a fresh. <laughs> Fresh mantic comedy. Fresh mantic. Is that Yiddish? <laughs> um, we know, Cheeks, obviously you've created a, a lot of web content, but I wonder what the rest of you, uh, your relationship with web content was, either as a creator or as a viewer. What did you like? Were you watching stuff online? I watched The Guild. Mm -hmm. uh, Felicia Day is amazing. Do you, do you guys care for that? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Felicia gave us advice early on, some of which we took, some of which I was on. I saw her yesterday, and she was like, "Did you take that advice?" And I was like, "Oh no, I forgot that one." But <laughs> whatever, we're we're making our mistakes. But um, my main experience with the web was writing Battlestar Galactica webisodes, um, which I really loved. And I was like, "Oh, I've written this stuff for the web before. I remember you go into a big soundstage, and there's a lot of people who are there to help you." <laughs> Wait, I, I think Jane won a Streamy Award for that, too. So, I, I mean, did. she's I pretty well known on the web. Right, baby. Yeah. That's like my only award. I don't have an Emmy, but I have two Streamies. <laughs> I think two Streamies equals an Emmy. Um, but, yeah, so I had, I had done that, but this turned out, that turned out to be much more like real TV than, than this did. This felt like something very new and very different that I had to learn from the ground up. Um, the, the maneuverability and speed of this was something quite new to me. Um, and the, the grassrootsy, like, I'm at the Taco Bell drive through at 6 in the morning buying 20 burritos because I want everybody to have, like, a nice breakfast when they get to the set. I didn't have so to do that sweet. at Battlestar. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, I had no experience with web content other than as an occasional consumer of it uh, prior to this. I mean, I, it's funny. I don't think of this as a web experience. I think of this as an independent filmmaking experience. Um, and, uh, and so for me, uh, the, the, you know, I, I went to sort of art school. Um, and we were told when I was... It's a long story. Um, 
uh, it's I, ep- episode two of the Nerdist Writers yes. panel. You can hear yes, that story. That's <laughs> right, exactly. It's that's on iTunes. It's download it, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I was in uh, school, which was quite a while ago, um, we were told that eventually tools would come along that would put cameras and sound equipment of very high quality into the hands of young people so that they'd be able to make extraordinary independent films. And this was something that was just starting to happen in the late 80s when I was graduating from college. Um, that has happened now. And that uh, and uh, the extraordinary thing that I learned in the process of making this was the that if you have a great DP like Ben and you have a great lighting crew like the one that Ben and Elizabeth assembled and really good camera crew and so forth, that you can make something that looks as good as a network show. If not better. Um, if not better. Um, that was really... Husbands. That was... <laughs> these guys are great. It's staying on message. Um, and and uh, I think, you know, and Jane and I talked about this a lot, you know, in the beginning, middle, and end of the making of this. It's, it's completely opened my eyes to just a different way of being creative. Um, what we do when we come up with an idea is we go to a network or we go to a studio hat in hand and we ask for permission to be creative. Mm -hmm. And there's something kind of wrong about that, that you have to get permission to be creative. And what we learned from this experience is you just can be creative. Uh, You're here, Jeff. And and so, uh, so the joy of this process and the great discovery of it is that you can just do that. I mean, if you have an extraordinary executive producer like Jane to make it all possible for you to do so. Um, but uh, that's what I'm most grateful for, is, is seeing that whole possibility that was really not in my mind before. Well, and I think that's an interesting point, Jeff, about being creative, is that so many people on the web are creative, and it takes them 14 minutes to be creative, and you don't really know what they're saying. And and I think that we really bridge that gap, because television, ideally, is about entertainment. And, and with two people coming from that TV world and knowing how to entertain and please your audience, you know, and get in with the information and why we like storytelling, that sort of craft coming from television bridged with the internet format, I think was really the magic formula. Do you guys want to talk about uh, internet stuff? Sure. Do you? <laughs> we can... <laughs> Mine's not sure what's happening. Mine's a little... <laughs> Just a few X-rated... Kind of. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got creative in that way. Uh, I had to, ask, I'll be honest, I had to ask Cheeks what a hashtag was. <laughs> this is the stuff we want to know. know. I mean, it was a fun episode. Like, I mean, a crash course in getting to know each other. He taught me how to use Twitter. And <laughs> I mean, like, that's how I. At, I was a consumer. At Comic-Con, yeah. actually. He, he says, wait, I don't... They're are, talking to all me. All these people are talking to me, and <laughs> I don't know who they are. What's going on? And I said, well, that's probably your at replies. And he said, what's an at reply? <laughs> and I was like, you've been using Twitter for a week, and you know what that is? <laughs> that's my internet coverage. <laughs> that's very Brady. Are you I barely gonna be use able Facebook. To, are you going to be able to find the series when it premieres? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, Alessandra, you're very web literate. You have like, you're, you're, you're my only friend with a Tumblr. Oh yeah, big deal. <laughs> I don't know. It seems very exotic. No, the way that, no, the cool thing about it's, it's very it's very shishi, very like high tech. Welcome to like, 2001, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, I went to school. We shot on film. <laughs> Ooh, I still have it. 
<laughs> um, Sci-Fi actually had me do a behind-the-scenes like kind of web series with Caprica, where I kind of hosted it and took my flip cam everywhere and did all that. And then Xbox asked me to do one. I was like, cool. Never saw it. It's been two years. <laughs> Xbox had me do one for Comic-Con, and that was really exciting. And that's kind of how I first started in the business, is I was a television host. I was a kids' club host, and it's my favorite thing to do. Um, so yeah, I did that and did all this web stuff and then I did stuff for Attack of the Show, which was kind of web stuff. And so I was like, I can have a YouTube channel, I can make dance videos, hey, like, let's do it. <laughs> and then I was like, people are watching me? Okay, hello. So that's kind of what happened. And then Cheeks is the one that really introduced me though to being a web series phenomenon. <laughs> which he is. Well, <laughs> such an honor. Yes. Um, do we have for time for one more? Oh, we have lots of time. <laughs> For our fans, uh, yes. Probably just, just one more. I don't want to exhaust yeah, no, people. Yeah. It better be a good one. Yeah, the pressure's on. Look at him. Look at him. He's thinking about it. Is it a good question? Yeah, right? Hello. I was just wondering uh, what your favorite item at the craft services table was. Oh, God. That's just so mortifying. I, I can't think of a better question. Just one. <laughs> We uh, pizza day was amazing. What was that pizza? No, Pitfire. Pitfire. Pizza day. Those are more horror stories for me. I don't want to talk about craft services anymore. I couldn't stop eating it. Let's do another question. Just discuss how she had donuts and croissants and little muffins, and like everyone's like, "Oh, I'll just have some celery sticks," and I'm like, "Bitch, move! I want all that shit." And so I ate it. This is how we bonded. We bonded over food. We're the fat girls, and it's great, you know. The, the very last day of shooting, we were trying to get those last few shots, and somebody brought in like a big thing of ice cream treats, like bomb pops, and so, and it was so uh, cool, and we were so we were I so had more than one. It was so, so yeah, tired. it was so wonderful. Unless it was your close up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing me all these amazing chocolatey things that I can't eat for another two hours. No, go enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> Elizabeth saved me some though, so that was nice for her. My favorite <laughs> treat. Oh, my. Oh, I'm sorry. His wife has a bakery. Oh, that bakery is called Big Sugar Bake Shop. It's located it in Studio again? City at BigSugarBakeShop.com. <laughs> Well How could we forget? <laughs> uh, next week, right here in this space at 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. Uh, is the regular Nerdist Writers panel. Uh, our guests will be uh, the creators of Once Upon a Time. Nice. Uh, and Horowitz, uh, as well as the creators of CW's Ringer. The week after that, uh, we have um, Zach Whedon will be here. Um, the creator of the um, U.S. version of Being Human, mm. and um, someone else who's awesome. Me? Uh, are you going to be I think here? I'm doing stand-up. Are you opening for us? Yeah. Oi. <laughs> Oi, they. You know, you know who's awesome? Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Yes. Oh, that's right. He's oh, our yes. surprise you... guest on the show. <laughs> Guess what's not a surprise anymore? Oops. Oops. What? Does, does Nathan Fillion know that? <laughs> Wait, was this one of those things that never happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never happened. It never happened. One of the episodes of Husbands will feature an appearance from Nathan Fillion. So. Yeah. Woo! 
You don't know which one. You heard it here. Please give a round of applause for Jane Espenson, Brad Cheeks Bell, Jeff Greenstein, Sean Hemian, and Alessandra Carlson. Hold on. Let's give a round of applause for this man for putting up whatever his name is. Uh, Thanks to everyone here in Nerdist Industries and Meltdown Comics, and to you. Good night. Now leaving Nerdist.com.